Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those just voyaging into the dark with us for the first time, welcome. When winter arrives, most people cozy up inside and enjoy the holidays. But when you are left outside in the cold, the chill can creep inside your bones. The blaring silence of the frigid outdoors can turn a winter wonderland into hell frozen over. First, the frosty touch of death, followed by a set of twins dying to survive. Then, panic in a crowd. Finally, in our featured story, monsters trapped in ice. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. So... Want to hear something scary? Hell frozen over. Snowmen can bring joy in the icy cold, but beware of any you did not build yourself, because you never know what terrible things it's really made of. Like in this story inspired by Shadow. When I was a little girl, I was playing outside, pretending to be a witch or a fairy, when something magical happened. A six-foot snowman had just appeared at the end of my drive. Living in Nevada, I had never seen snow before, 
and it was over 100 degrees outside. Although it made no sense, I wasn't afraid. I was playing a magical game. Maybe I conjured up this thing. I wandered over to it, marveling at how it wasn't melting when things became more chilling. As I reached out to touch it, just to prove it was there, it turned its head and spoke to me. And it wasn't anything like the animated Frosties you see on the holiday movies. It had a deep, menacing voice as it rasped. You will be mine. Still, more in awe than shock for the moment and perhaps not quite understanding the implication, I continued to reach out and placed my hand on its middle section. It was cold. Freezing, in fact. It was a real snowman. Then I tried to move my hand away, but it was stuck. I pulled harder, but no matter what I did, it wouldn't budge. My hand began to burn, as if the ice was seeping into my veins. I started to panic as the snowman looked at me again, its mouth forming a grin as it reiterated slowly. You will be mine. I screamed at the top of my lungs, and just as I heard the screen door crash open, I felt a weird tug. Then my hand was free. The snowman gone. I fell to the ground, sobbing as my mom ran over and scooped me up to take me back inside. I didn't understand how or why it had simply vanished when my mom appeared, but I was so glad. That night, I dreamt of the snowman. It had come into the house and stood over my bed, leering at me, holding a knife dripping with blood. Mommy can't help you now, it said, cackling with glee as I realized the blood on the knife was hers. Thankfully, I woke up and raced into her room, diving under the covers where my mom was very much alive and wrapped me in a hug. The following morning, I was bleary-eyed eating my cereal while mom made coffee. She flicked on the news channel and I stopped chewing spoon midway to my mouth. Breaking news. A young girl and her mother were found murdered. The family's father has been arrested and is being held while police investigate. The man claims he had been possessed by a giant evil snowman. This is yet another incident involving these bizarre allegations as numerous victims have been discovered across the state. Each time, the alleged perpetrator insisting their innocence and placing the blame on a snowman. I will never forget that moment. Right then, I learned there was evil in the world. I had escaped the grip of a malignant spirit or a malevolent demon. I will never know for sure. But that wicked creature disguised as a snowman had wanted me and my family as it had taken others. Unlike them, we were lucky to be alive. Thank you so much, Shadow, for inspiring this icy tale for us. Listener, 
Have you ever witnessed something you thought was magical that then turned into a nightmare? Tell us about it at somethingscary@snarl.com. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i.com join us today during the Jeep celebration event right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock residency restrictions apply take retail delivery from dealer stock by 41 Jeep is a registered trademark They say twins are always connected, which is great if they get along. If not, they'll be haunted by one another forever. Like in this story inspired by Harry Morless. Justice and Jordan may have been identical twins, but their personalities were polar opposites. While Justice was upbeat and outgoing, Jordan was sullen and bitter. They live with their aunt and uncle in a spacious cabin in Alaska, surrounded by snowy forests. As they grew, the happier and more extroverted Justice became, the more Jordan resented her. Everyone loved Justice, and when they were together at home, it was as if Jordan didn't even exist. Over the years, the resentment grew to hatred, and Jordan knew she had to get rid of her twin. With the good sister gone, Jordan believed that she could finally shine. She was so caught up in her own anger, she actually blamed her sister for her own morose behavior. Jordan knew she had to be clever and planned it all out. She drug her sister and then dragged her unconscious body out into the cold where she would simply freeze to death and it would be ruled a terrible accident. She just needed the opportunity and one soon arose as her aunt and uncle needed to travel to Canada for a few days. She knew if she offered Justice a drink she'd immediately be suspicious. However, her twin was a creature of habit and so Jordan was able to slip sleeping pills into the cocoa her twin always had before bed. It worked. And before long, her twin was slumped on the couch, hot chocolate dribbling down her chin. She was out cold. Jordan dragged her out of the house and laid her by the woodshed. It was freezing, and she knew it wouldn't take long for her sister's heart to stop. 
As she walked back into the warm house, drinking her own cocoa by the fire, she smiled. The following morning, she called the sheriff, and not long after, her aunt and uncle returned home. As expected, it was declared a tragic accident. Jordan even managed to shed a tear, explaining Justice had told her she'd wanted to stay up late to watch a movie while she had retired early with a headache. When she'd woken the following morning and there was no sign her twin's bed had been slept in, she'd panicked. Jordan had gotten her way. However, whatever Jordan had hoped would happen did not. She didn't suddenly become the apple of everyone's eye, quite the opposite. They were consumed in their mourning of justice. Justice being just as much of a constant focus in bright light as she'd been alive. Needing to get away from their somber trips down memory lane, Jordan headed outside to chop some firewood. All of a sudden, something smashed her over the head, knocking her out. She woke later in the middle of the forest, tied to a tree in a seated position The snow already having frozen her legs, they were so numb. And before her stood Justice. Shaking her head in fear and confusion, Jordan garbled, No, no, you're dead, dead. The Justice thing (laughs) laughed, and her hand was a hatchet. Yes, sister, for you killed me. But you forgot that a spirit cannot pass on if it seeks vengeance. Or in this case, justice. She brought the hatchet down onto Jordan's shoulder, causing a gaping wound to gush blood and stain the snow beneath her pink, then dark red. Don't kill me. Jordan sobbed in between howls of pain. The thing that was once justice shook her head. You will get what you deserve, sister. With that, she whistled, and Jordan let out another series of screams, not in pain this time, in terror as she watched the wolves descend. Jordan's decimated body was found days later, hardly a strip of meat left on her bones after the animals of the forest had had their way. Police thought she must have been so distraught with grief, she'd come out to the forest to die. As they removed what was left of her corpse, they thought they heard an impossible sound, something distinct that they all recognized as she had been so well loved by all. Justice, (laughs) laughing. Thank you so much, Harry Morless for inspiring this revenge tale for us. Have you ever felt jealous of a sibling? How far would you go to get even with them? Would you ever be able to live with yourself if something terrible happened? Scary Story Podcast brings original short scary stories right to your ears every week. Like Dead of Night, The story of a man who moves into a new apartment building only to discover its sinister foundation. Or another recent one, 
The Delivery, where a man discovers a family secret hidden in plain sight. Have you ever listened to a scary story that lingers as if it reminds you of a long-lost memory? My name is Edwin Covarrubias, host and writer over at Scary Story Podcast, where every episode brings you a short, original scary story every week. The stories are read just like this, me telling you a frightening story that will blur the lines between this and the world of hauntings, ghosts, experiences that defy logical explanation. You can join us by searching for Scary Story Podcast on your app right now. It's the show by Scary FM. I'll see you over on Scary Story Podcast. In the madness of crowds, you never know who will be an unlikely hero. Like in this story, inspired by Mansi. I come from a small town in India. And during the winter, the weather can be harsh, reaching freezing temperatures. I was studying for my final exams and needed to travel to my school by cab, especially when the weather was bad. The roads were ominously empty, which meant I had to walk home in the blizzard. At the time, I didn't know why it was deserted, just that I now needed to get home before I froze as my cab wasn't waiting for me. About halfway home, feet aching from trudging through the snow, I started to get a really strange sensation, as if someone was watching me. I kept turning around to check, but the streets were empty. Curtains shut, lights off. But I couldn't shake the eerie feeling I wasn't alone. I was about to break into a run when I saw a woman appear just in front of me, carrying bags of groceries. I was sure she hadn't been there a second ago and couldn't fathom where she had suddenly come from. She stood out against the snow as if she was wearing a red kurta dress, her long, dark hair like a cloak around her face. As an introvert, I had no desire to engage in conversation, so I kept walking. At first, she looked a little angry, but suddenly her expression turned to concern. Go home, child she called to me. It's not safe on the streets. There has been fighting. Get home now. Her words alarmed me and I hurried on. Fighting? What did she mean? When I looked behind me, she was gone. The incident had been frightening. The woman's sudden appearance and disappearance as well as her words. When I reached my house, my parents were waiting for me anxiously. They'd been too afraid to leave to collect me. I still didn't understand what had happened other than the taxi not arriving and that strange woman's warning. They explained once I was inside and warming up with the tea by the fire that there had been a rally and strike involving disgruntled workers and that a fight had broken out. A fight leading to a lot of violence and tragically several deaths. There had been chaos in the streets for a while and some innocent civilians had been killed. I couldn't believe all of this had happened while I was safe with my tutor, cramming for finals. My mother was crying as my father switched on the TV to catch the news that had been playing all afternoon. I watched in disbelief as the reporter roamed the streets 
and the network showed upsetting footage of earlier that day, suddenly I gasped. No, it couldn't be. What I was seeing was impossible. Closing in on one of the dead bodies, the camera showed the woman who had warned me to get home earlier. The woman with the long dark hair surrounding her like a halo as she lay sprawled on the ground. Her white kurta gradually staining red from all the blood. She'd been shot in the chest and had died in the streets according to the reporter. Her grocery bags were still by her side, contents spilled. I began to cry too when I realized what I had seen. A spirit, a guardian angel guiding me back home to safety. I wasn't afraid. I felt blessed. For weeks afterwards, whenever I passed by that spot, whether in the cab or on foot, she was always there. I'm not sure why, but she gave me great comfort. For someone who finds it extremely difficult to talk to anyone, her presence was reassuring to me. Then one day, she was gone, and I never saw her again. I guess she was able to pass on and be with her loved ones, but for the first time, I felt as if I had lost a friend, my only friend. And then I began to mourn her. Thank you so much, Mancy, for inspiring this tale for us. Have you ever had a spirit looking after you? Was it someone you knew from your past or a total stranger? What did they do for you? Sometimes adults create stories to protect others, especially children. But no matter how outlandish, those legends do have an origin, and the truth is dying to be revealed. I live in an Alaskan hunting camp on the edge of a great lake. Some of the younger kids had been bugging me to play with them, but I had no interest. Believing at 14, I was too old for such things. I wanted to stay at the camp by the fires. One of the boys, Panuk, went off alone muttering about collecting new rocks along the lakeside. After a few hours, his mother sent me to find him. It was time for dinner, and he shouldn't have been allowed to wander off alone, she admonished. Now I was annoyed with Panuk for getting me into trouble. As I stomped towards the lake, I was surprised I couldn't see him immediately. I scanned the shoreline impatiently where I had expected him to be looking for more crystals to add to his collection, but there was no sign of him at all. Panuk, it's dinner time, I called, the frigid air hurting the exposed skin on my face. Usually the thought of food sends him running, but there was no reply. The area was utterly silent, the waters frozen in place. The first inkling of worry skittered through my stomach. Then I heard an ominous knocking sound, and looking out through the mist, I saw an alarming sight. Panuk standing precariously on the ice. Panuk! I ran closer, sliding on the frozen surface and covering my mouth with my gloved hands. The smell of sulfur was suffocating. What could be causing that stench? And then, I heard the sound we all feared, the ice breaking. 
I stumbled back as a terrifying vision reared out of the water. It was a creature as large as a grown woman covered in scaly, bumpy, grayish skin. It had a humanoid face, yet with exaggerated and hideous features. Large black eyes and a thin line for a mouth. Wearing a ragged amautik, a traditional parka, it had long, thick, dark hair that hung down its back. Terror froze me to the core as I realized the legends were true. It was a kwalupluit. The snatcher of children had enticed Panuk onto the ice. The creature opened its foul, wide mouth to reveal rows and rows of tiny, razor-sharp teeth like a shark. It seized him, and he screamed. I ran closer, a sense of duty insisting I tried to save him. As I slipped and slid on the ice, I managed to grab a hold of Panuk's hand as the Kualupluit tried to stuff him into the Amautik. I pulled with all my might, but lost my footing at the last moment, my grip on Panuk's hand broken. Quick as a flash, the creature used this advantage to plunge under the water with the child. I caught a final O of horror on Panuk's face before he disappeared, the ice magically refreezing all around me. I continued to pound on the iced over void, but it was no use. Panuk was gone. I wailed, anguish washing over me. I ran back to camp, shivering and wept as I recounted the tragic incident. My mother wrapped me in furs to warm me, the sound of Panuk's parents sobbing, furthering my guilt. I had failed Panuk. He was a victim of the demon of the water. But I would dedicate my life to making sure that beast would pay. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markia McCarty, Janine Pipe, and Sarah Lukasowicz. Narration by Markia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Markia McCarty. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com slash snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings. Sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.